today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Now, Brampton Mayor and former Ontario Progressive Conservative leader Patrick Brown has uh, written a book. And, uh, it, well, to suggest that he's taken some shots at his uh, former colleagues in the Progressive Conservative Party, I think would be a massive understatement. Uh, Global News, uh, Alan Carter uh, sat down with Brown. And, uh, well, this is a little bit about what Brown put in the book about uh, one of his former colleagues. You write about uh, Minister Lisa McLeod quite mm-hmm. a bit in the book. Uh, there's some animosity there. Uh, s- certainly she was one of my uh, most uh, ferocious uh, uh, critics uh, in the party um, and uh, um, and frankly during my time as leader you know I did my best to reach out to her to protect her from nomination challenges uh, but I think in the in the days uh, after the resignation it was very apparent uh, that she was one of the people that was uh, um, making a coordinated effort to make sure that I wasn't the PC leader. You write that her staff think that she may have faked mental health issues to get attention. Do you believe that's true? So I believe you always need to give the benefit of the doubt to anyone that um, uh, claims uh, um, that they're going through adversity to, with, with mental health. Uh, obviously, when I was PC leader, I made a big focus on, on mental health. We made the largest commitment of mental health funding in Canadian provincial history in my uh, platform, the People's Guarantee. Um, but that was the concern of the Eastern Ontario organizers and members of, of her staff. Um, ultimately, um, I gave her the benefit of the doubt uh, um, and protected her and her nomination. Uh, she faced two challenges. But why, why would you write that? Do, do you believe that, that she's faked mental health issues? No, I, I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but you put um, it in your book that those are concerns. Those were concerns that were raised by her staff and the Eastern Ontario uh, uh, chair. Yeah. Fair. Um, And and I think we try to highlight is throughout the time um, that I was leader, um, I did treat uh, Lisa McLeod well. I think the the inclusion that points that even when no one else wanted me to protect her, um, when she was on the verge of losing a nomination, I went out of the way to um, protect her candidacy because I thought we need to treat everyone as as a team. And despite my efforts to stick up for her uh, and treat her as a team member. Um, she was one of the people that uh, um, was most aggressive in trying to uh, overthrow the, the, the duly elected leader of the party. Well, former PC leader uh, Patrick Brown, now of course Mayor of Brampton, now author uh, of this book. It's called Takedown, The Attempted Political Assassination of Patrick Brown. Alan Carter, uh, of course, is the uh, co-host of uh, Global News at 530 and 6 and the host of Focus Ontario, which is seen every weekend on Global TV. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about the book. Alan, thanks so much for the time on a very busy Thursday. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, no problem, Bill. Uh, good to be on. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this. You had to sit down with Patrick Brown on this. Uh, I guess uh, the, the op- he's, he's holding nothing back, obviously, in this book. Uh, well, you know, he's just one step short of blaming the Illuminati also for his uh, downfall because he pretty much blames everyone. Uh, it's a long list of grievances in this book, but he really saves uh, his harshest criticism for Lisa McLeod and also for uh, members of his staff who he claims were actively trying to overthrow him. That's a, a, quite an, a, an accusation to make, and, and I, I know obviously we'll fill this out. Vic Fidelli is prominent in this, too, and we'll talk about that in just a couple of seconds. But if you to believe everything that's in this book anyway, Alan, uh, the knives were up for this guy the day he became leader. 
Yeah, and he, you know, he kind of goes through an itemized list of all of the people who were his enemies that didn't want him to take over the party and that he outworked and out-hustled everybody. And, you know, keep in mind that when Mr. Brown won the leadership of the PC party, he only had the support of two members of caucus. Everybody else wanted uh, Christine Elliott in the caucus. And then when he came in and said, well, you know what, I'm going to uh, reverse my stance on sex ed. Well, that didn't go over well with a bunch of people. And then he said, yeah, now I'm going to uh, um, approve a, a carbon pricing scheme. I'm all for cap and trade or some kind of carbon capture price, not cap and trade in, in particular. And, of course, that, that annoyed a whole lot of people. So what, what I think is interesting is, is that as he blames everyone and then, he, you know, at the end of the interview, I said, well, here's all of these things. You hired the staff. You did this. You did that. You did the other thing. You had that disastrous press conference. Aren't you to blame for your own downfall in some way? And he says, no, no, he doesn't take any responsibility for it. Notwithstanding some of the accusations that were leveled at that time, including, the, of course, the report that, that CTV ran that particular night that really was the catalyst for that. He's uh, well, And, of course, there's legal action now for that, isn't there? Yeah, it's an $8 million defamation suit, and we should say the Global News contacted CTV, and again, CTV reiterated that it may stand by their story. Uh, Mr. Brown has uh, accused CTV of, of shoddy journalism, but I think that it's important to sort of take that out of, uh, you know, the uh, assessment of what happened to Mr. Brown. If you take Mr. Brown at his word, and remember there's a court action on that, if you take him at his word and that, that he is absolutely blameless um, of these accusations of sexual impropriety, you have to ask yourself, why is it that his staff and the caucus and a good portion of the party were so willing to huck him over and chuck him overboard the second he ran into trouble? Well, it's it's a question that he needs to answer, really. But he, he as as you indicate, uh, you know, there's the there's a whole idea right now that it's everybody else's fault except mine. I mean, we've heard this from political leaders in the past, but uh, there seems to be, at least anyway, evidence to the contrary there. Well, certainly, if you, I mean, if you read the book and you take out every time he says, "Well, that was a mistake," and this was, a, I should have done this different, and I shouldn't have held that press conference, and. Well, you know, it was uh, the fault of my advisors who told me to do it. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, political leaders are where the buck stops for a reason. They are responsible for the staff they hire. They are responsible for whether or not they take that staff's advice. You wear it at the end of the day. Surprise, surprise. That's how it works. But he characterized that, that, that period of time there where he knew CTV was going to run the story and then that the, that late-night uh, press conference at Queen's Park. Uh, you, first of all, you're right. Nobody put a gun to his head and said he had to do this. I mean, I, I'm sure he was advised to do this, but it was ultimately his decision. Uh, yet now he's just kind of rolling this whole thing back and say this whole thing was, uh, was a manipulation by a whole lot of other people. But he still has the power as the leader of the party to, to withstand that and to push back, and he didn't. Well, he couldn't withstand it because the, the second that he got into trouble, the, as he points out, the, you know, the conservative knives came out for him. He was a weak leader. And to get pushed off your perch that easily when you're, you know, I, it, I think he, Mr. Brown has yet to appreciate that uh, he himself was the architect of his own demise 
in a great number of ways. Alan, was there any indication at all while he was still the leader that uh, that there were rumblings, that there was uh, a lot of discontent? Clearly there was in the caucus now. Yeah, we. I mean, we knew that, that you know, that there was discontent. With uh, There were members within the, the caucus, Randy Hillier, uh, Lisa McLeod, although not quite so vocally until after Brown was pushed out. But there were rumblings that we knew that there were members of the caucus who were not happy. Uh, you know, the cons- more conservative of the conservative caucus, clearly not happy with uh, his plan on carbon capture. Uh, and and all of the problems with nominations, too. Let's not forget all the problems that were happening with nominations. And he kind of glosses over it in the book and says, well, I took a hands-off approach to this. This was the staff that was doing it. And again, this whole sense of like, well, you know, just because I'm the party leader, just because I'm the guy in charge doesn't mean I'm culpable, which I don't know if that washes. Well, that's not the narrative we heard, and as you know, one of them is right here in our backyard, the Ancaster riding, and there have been arrests made in a police investigation about that, so I guess that that hasn't been resolved yet, but uh, there, there was some pretty shady stuff that during that whole nomination process, not just here in Hamilton. No, right across the province, there yeah. were all kinds of problems where it looked like Mr. Brown was putting his, uh, you know, putting his fingers on the scales and tipping it this way or that way, or trying to bring someone, and it just... You know, there were just enough problems. And Mr. Brown, I interviewed him a number of times when he was still leader about this. And his position was, well, you know, everybody wants to run for us. It's a great problem to have. And I I think that the, you know, the bottom line is that that's not really the case. Well, I mean, even the uh, the writing, which eventually Donna Skelly won uh, for the PCs in the last provincial election, there was a great deal of controversy about the fact that she was pretty much handpicked to run there. Uh, and she was closely affiliated at that time with Patrick Brown. And so once again, that put fuel to the fire that, that he was manipulating this whole process. Yeah, and I think that's still all to, to play out. And he sort of glosses over that in, in his book but and takes much more time to accuse Lisa McLeod of all kinds of nefarious deeds, to, to smear uh, Vic Fideli, too, with a bit of a drive-by on terms of saying that Mr. Fideli had dodged a bullet uh, of sexual um, sexual misconduct that was made against him when Brown was leader. Was there any credi- any credibility to that? I mean, my understanding is that that there was actually some letter uh, from somebody, I guess, uh, alleging something, but there was never any investigation, or was there? So Brown says that there was a letter left on his de- desk from a staff member addressed to him. Uh, alleging uh, sexual misconduct by Mr. Fideli, that he spoke to the person, the complainant, who was adamant that there would she would not participate in any investigation, and so nothing further happened. Um, there was no investigation. Nothing happened further while Brown was leader, other than he spoke to Fideli and said, you know, just stay away from this person. Then Mr. Brown writes in his book that after he was dis- deposed as leader, uh, and Fideli took over as interim leader. This person, the, the the person who had made the accusation, was let go, but yet is still being paid by legislative services. Now, Global News has not been able to confirm independently the, the, the payment purchase, but we do know there was an accusation. We do know that all of the, the previous things that I said are true. Mr. Fideli has put out a statement uh, saying that any accusations are absolutely false, and he's retained legal counsel and will sue anyone 
who makes any kind of accusation against him. So you, you, you may get a sense that I'm parsing my words carefully here. I'm just making sure I'm not going to get sued by Mr. Fideli. Uh, well, this is this is just a, a can of worms that uh, obviously, you know, on top of the, the Jim Wilson thing and a bunch of other things and the arts of deflection here, uh, the, a rather tumultuous time at Queen's Park. I know you're just about out of time. You've got to head into a meeting, uh, Alan. I appreciate you jumping in with us for a few minutes. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting focus on Ontario this weekend, though, isn't it? Yeah, and we have an extended interview with Brown talking about his book. Uh, It's the only place you'll see it on Focus this weekend, 5.30 on Saturday, 11.30 Sunday morning. Plus, keep in mind, we got the fall economic statement coming out this afternoon, and that is going to be huge news as well. Must see TV this weekend with uh, Focus Ontario. Thanks so much, Alan. Good talking with you again. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate being on. Alan Carter, anchor of uh, Global News at 530 and 6, and of course, Focus Ontario. Uh, a lot of pushback about this one, obviously, from Lisa McLeod and, pa- and uh, Vic Fideli, two of the folks uh, who are uh, referenced uh, a great number of times in the book. Uh, Premier Ford has already responded to it and said the book is nothing more than a smear campaign and uh, Patrick Brown trying to get even and get back at colleagues with fabricated stories. Uh, it's going to be an interesting read, to be sure. And as I say, there's a, an air of litigation over this whole thing because Brown, of course, has a, a defamation suit against CTV News for uh, airing this story in the first place so many months ago. And uh, who knows what's going to happen as a result of this book. I mean, as people actually read through some of these passages and some of the accusations that are made and uh, some of the assertions from uh, Patrick Brown, uh, there may could well be other actions as well. By the way, uh, the Premier, uh, when asked by opposition uh, members yesterday, says, no, there's not going to be any investigation into this. It's not worthy of it. Uh, so, anyway, I guess he's busy investigating the, the Jim Wilson and the texting thing that's going on at the same time. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.